Well, there, little buddy, I'm in awe today. Why are you in awe? Because as best as I can tell through this Zoom screen, I have about as much hair on my face as you have on the top of your head. Not the rest of your your <laughs> your round organ thing there, but the actual top of your head where most folks you know have hair. And now you know why I wore a hat to the gym that one day is because I was self-conscious. I try to go every other day shaving my head. I'm working on two-day stubble, and it just accentuates that I have hair on the sides of my head, but not on the very top, and it kills me. So when you asked, John, why did you wear a hat to the gym for that picture? It's because I needed to shave my head, and I did it after I worked out. (laughs) Like, I, I wish I wish I could stop laughing, but it's hard. But in all sincerity, I now completely understand the hat thing. I hope these episodes come out in sequence because I mean it makes perfect sense. One, Everyone. My name is John Edwards, and with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Hello, my friend Zeke. Hello, uh, Stubbly John. And speaking of the gym, when you're feeling nauseous, recovering from a workout, or you aren't feeling your best after a night of overindulging... So basically, if your no days off is going to the gym like me, or your no days off is Zeke, and you're feeling depleted and dehydrated, don't use excess sugars, dyes, and calories found in a lot of the hydration products out there. Go ahead and pick up BioLite, the world's first IV in a bottle. Just one bottle of BioLite has seven and a half times more electrolytes. Can you count that high, seven and a half? I don't think they use halves on the integer system. (laughs) Isn't half an integer? I really don't remember. I don't know. I was being candid there. All right. Well, it has seven and a half more electrolytes than leading sports drinks with only a third of the sugar. So there you are with fractions again. I mean, a half is a fraction and integer is a whole number. To be honest with you, I was testing you. I mean, I I know I went to school for seven years for my doctorate, not seven and a half years. (laughs) Well, this is also made with dextrose, a natural sugar that helps with fatigue without making you feel sluggish. Zeke, I know that Tarek always has some BioLite energy waiting for you when you go to Elixir Spirits, but BioLite honestly is going to be a little bit better for you than that bang. Next time you need hydration without sacrificing quality and convenience, BioLite's the answer. Check them out at drinkbiolite.com to find a retailer near you. I know they sent me a couple. I tried the citrus and the berry. I loved the berry a little bit more. The citrus was okay. It wasn't necessarily my jam of flavor, but thankfully that's why there are multiple flavors, like there are multiple bourbons for you to drink. Go ahead and check out drinkbiolite.com. That's B-I-O-L-Y-T-E to find a retailer near you. Today's show is also sponsored by Cast Cartel, the premium spirits marketplace. They work with retailers. They're like the Amazon of the spirits industry, making sure that you can get whiskey, liquor, whatever it is, shipped directly to your door. Obviously, the allocated stuff is going to cost a little bit more, and that's because of the convenience. You don't have to wait in a raffle. You don't have to camp out overnight, whatever it is. You just have to go and have a little extra coin in your wallet and then get it shipped directly to your door. It's totally a convenience play. Check them out, castcartel.com. Also follow them on Instagram at Cast Cartel. They're always doing good giveaways to their followers. Also, 
Today's show is sponsored by premiumbarproducts.com. That's where you can get the Dad's Drinking Bourbon official Glencairn glass, which I think Zeke's housekeepers stole his to official Dad's Drinking Bourbon Glencairn glasses. I'm not going to use the word stole. I'm uh, just waiting on them to return. So the, here's what, I know we're in the middle of an ad, but I just have to say, in hearing that story and playing it back, the only Glencairns you had at that place were mine. So oh, no, they, i got tons now. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. We got a, a whole bunch of NBC ones, all kinds of random stuff. How come I don't have an NBC one? Well, I mean, when you host like 12 plus picks, you, you end up with glassware. I was just thinking in my head as you were telling that story, I was like, damn it. Those were probably mine. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would be even better because then I would feel even less worried. Go ahead and check out Premium Bar Products. They have custom laser etched glassware besides the Dad's Drink of Bourbon Glen. It is a great gift for the holidays. You want to get somebody something, go ahead and personalize it and give them custom laser etched glassware. They have all sorts of glasses from the Perfect Ram to the Glen to the Neat Glass. Whatever it is, they have it and they're there to help you. If you are a distillery, a store owner, or a bourbon group and you have more of a wholesale order, reach out to me. I will be happy to get you in touch with the good folks at premiumbarproducts.com and get you on that wholesale pricing kick. Zeke, you're about to go on vacation, so in full disclosure, we are recording a couple shows ahead of time. Normally, we like to be on the pulse of what's going on. Maybe it's because we're procrastinators. Maybe it's because we don't have any time as dads. But a lot of times, we are running this show by the seat of our pants with a fire lit under our asses, and sometimes we're recording the show the night before I need to get one out. We appreciate everyone sticking around with us, where sometimes we, we release on Tuesday and Friday, sometimes Sometimes we release on Wednesday and Thursday, whatever it is. We appreciate you hanging out with us, but we're actually going to get ahead for once because you're going to be out of town. I mean, who doesn't enjoy a good release? So where are you going on vacation? Skiing, my man. Breckenridge. Two days on the powder. Vegging out, man. You sure you're going to be okay with that hip? Man, I don't know. I was doing lunges. (laughs) And literally every time I go a certain way on my left side, it hurts like the dickens. Um, I can't wait for you to like... Do the whole thing. You got to wait in the chairlift line. Yeah, that takes time. (laughs) You ride the chairlift all the way up to the top of the mountain. The second you get down, you make one cut. You're like, oh, I'm walking down. (laughs) I think I'll make it. I had some some reparations shipped out there, so we should be okay. Well, good. Now, today, (laughs) we have been bullshitting for too long. Today, the good folks, Kathy and her team over at Hill Rock were nice enough to send us two whiskeys to drink. They're Solera aged bourbon and the single malt whiskey. And going back in the annals of time of dad's drinking bourbon, if you remember when we used to just do an Instagram show, we'd had the Hill Rock Solera aged bourbon before, but it was way back in 2016 going way far back before we had the podcast and we liked it then and now we have it in the 2020 version you were able to taste this solera age bourbon it's 58.4 percent abv 116.8 proof there's no age statement on this they say on the internet that it's around six years old 
but they marry small barrel aged Hill Rock Estate bourbon with mature seed bourbon before finishing in 20 year old Oloroso sherry casks to balance the flavors and add layers of complexity. For those of you that don't know how a Solera barrel works, it's a big ass barrel and they just keep putting whiskey in and then pouring some out. Some of that whiskey always stays in there. So it's like a big old infinity barrel. You're just cycling through and pouring more stuff in and whatever comes out, comes out. Talking about the single malt whiskey, it's 48.2% ABV, 96.4 proof. And with the malt... It is aged in American oak under four years and finished in sherry casks. Trying to think back and as best as memory serves, I'm fairly certain the earlier Hill Rock Solera stuff was not cast strength. I believe that was like a 90 something proof. I mean, I just remember drinking, a, a you know, at least a two or three of them and without jumping ahead of myself on this, but the first sip I had of this, I was like, whoa, <laughs> I don't think the proof is the same anymore. Yeah, it's a little bit higher. The nose, I get kind of a, um, like a copper nickel type thing along with uh, strawberries almost. It's definitely kind of that blend of like copper metallic smell and, and like the floralness of, um, you know, a, sh- a sweet strawberry or raspberry, something tartish. But palette-wise, this thing really throws off a lot of heat. A, to factor in the Solera method, which at least in my head usually tends to mellow things out pretty well. And then also the fact that it's it's finished in a, a Oloroso Sherry, which is also usually a pretty noticeable mellower, so to speak. This thing just throws off a lot of heat once it first hits the tongue and even in throughout the tasting. <laughs> it's bold to say the least to me. I almost kind of picked up like a, um, a a tarry kind of creosote note. I don't remember using that one in a while, but I actually tasted this before I nosed it. Linking that back to that kind of copper nickel smell, I think they do go hand in hand pretty well as far as a profile. You know, up under the heat, if you you know work and kind of let the the steam blow off, so to speak. I did pick up you know some vanillas, some sweet corn. Even after the heat kind of blew off, it was still really I guess crisp around the uh the edge of the palate i'm kind of thrown off by this to be honest really it's punching and, and i'm just you know putting the the elbows up over the face and going no stop <laughs> please it never ceases to amaze me how opposite our palates are and what you find hot i don't i mean i i, I think it kind of goes back to when we were at the woodford reserve dinner and you had that hot pepper and everybody at the table was looking at you like why are you dying over this pepper? Everybody else thought it was nice and just had a nice little kick of spice. And you damn near died and took a whole jug of water to your mouth to try to calm yourself down. And that's kind of how I feel about this bourbon. You know, the nose, I said it was very sweet, some red fruit in there. So I think we were kind of aligned on that soft. I thought the nose was very soft for 116.8 proof. And then I got some vanilla. You know, the taste and talking about it, I said, I can't get over how much of an easy sipper it is for 116.8 proof. Some proof tingle, but honestly surprised. Baking spices, pepper, cinnamon, vanilla, leather. I thought this was perfect for a cigar. Sitting out on the deck and having a cigar with this, I just thought it was really good for that. I really enjoyed this whiskey, and it did not taste 116.8 proof to me. It was something that really felt like it was more around 100, maybe high 90s, but I did not get a lot of heat from this at all. To me, the heat, it was really more 
reaction, so to speak, versus just like a, a grain alcohol, like singe, like, whoa, like, you, you know what I mean? You get some, you know, some stuff like, you know, some good shine or something, but I mean, it's almost like agitatory or agitative all across my tongue. Do I think this has spice? Heck yeah. But I think there's a difference between spice and heat. Maybe I'm using the wrong words, but it does not get along with my tongue. I'll leave it at that. Okay, fair enough. What did you think about this malt whiskey? And then we'll we'll come back. We'll talk about both of them at the end. Well, my first thought, anytime I get stuff like this, and granted, I you know, can read the label and know what it is, but <laughs> like, ah, oh, Edward's tried to snooker me with this one. He snuck some scotch in here again, bastard. It's an American single malt whiskey. There is no scotch involved whatsoever here. It is an American single malt. Don't look at me that way. People can't see you looking at me that way because technically they only hear us. Well, at least according to old Zeke's uh, olfactory nares and and senses and palate, this would check all the boxes of a scotch for me. And for me, I think that's what's so surprising about it because you have those American malts and they never really get the essence of an Isla scotch. There's different areas of Scotland. There's a Highland, a Lowland, a Speyside, an Isla. And Isla is going to have more of that acetone, what people call a Band-Aid taste or a Band-Aid nose to it. This one is one of the first American single malts that I've had where I can really say that this has taken the essence of an Isla whiskey. And Islas tend to have a little more peat in them. And this is the first one where I'm kind of like, boom, you guys hit it on the head. If you love scotch, and if you love that malt, that Isla malt, a Laphroaig or an Ardbeg or something like that, this is your jam. Yeah, and I, I admittedly uh, you know, had planned to punt most of this towards your side than mine just because uh, I, I don't have much experience there other than tasting and trying to give what random thoughts I have. But nose-wise, I felt like compared to the palate, the smoke was dialed back. Um, it's really kind of subdued in a, I guess for me, I would have to say an inviting way. Like, it, you know, it intrigues you enough to, to want to see what's in the glass. It, it, it's not like a punching, you know, nose that comes off of it. Palate-wise, <laughs> my first note is a smoke show. Candidly, I, I'm not saying that in a negative way, I, I know plenty of folks love that, and admittedly, it's never been my jam. I then put peat. I felt like it was, uh, you know, peaty, and that, I had questions like, I got to ask Edwards about this damn thing. Like this, this one confuses me because it says single malt and it's American, but I know it's not from across the pond, so it, it's confusing. I kind of feel like that old El Paso commercial where it's like, this stuff's made in New York City. <laughs> And it's it's made in New York State. So Hill Rock is in New York. This is totally a product. And if you think about the climate of New York, I mean, yes, it's milder than Scotland, but it's not as hot as a Kentucky or Tennessee. So if you're thinking about places in the U.S. where you're going to come the closest to what it would be like across the pond. I mean, that's the place to do it. And it's precisely why I wanted you to give notes first more than me, because I do dabble into scotch and Irish whiskey and Japanese whiskey more than you. I think this is a perfect drink to give somebody that's kind of on the fence. They've had an Isla whiskey before and they're not really into it. You said it perfectly. This is inviting a little bit dialed back than what one of those isla whiskeys would be and it is a smoke show it's peaty it's smoky it's kind of more of a balanced scotch 
watch. I really enjoyed it. I was very, very surprised at what this bottle had and and that, frankly, it was an American malt that tasted this way. And I did do, you know, some due diligence with this and, and revisited a couple of times to try and work past that initial, uh, you know, smoke and peat that I picked up uh, just to almost, you know, test the palate myself and see what else was was in there possibly. And definitely picked up, you know, an apple pearish kind of flavoring, something that really reminded me of, of what I would picture um, almost a smoked orange rind to taste like. I mean, I was able to get those flavors after that initial flash that just throws me off because it's, it's, it's not, you know, normally my cup of tea. Definitely, uh, I, I can see the the Scotch side of things and and where there are those flavors that you know are underlying compared to you know what your initial response is. I agree with you, and that's why I love when we get these things and seeing what you get from it. It just kind of makes me go like, all right, if Zeke's getting that, then you know I'm not far off here, and I completely agree with you with a, a lot of this stuff and. What I would tell you for both of these is the bourbon comes in around 80 to 90 bucks and the malt comes in around 90 to 100 bucks. So where does that put you on these? Again, the Solera, I mean, I've had this a few times in the past and it was considerably more enjoyable in all those times. So I don't know if maybe somehow uh, when when they siphoned this off the big barrel, it, it just something different I, I, I don't know i'm confused by it but it's just not my jam the single malt I, I think it's something that you know i kind of have to almost be third person on but um you know like my buddy uh john mason he drinks scotch almost more than he does bourbon it's definitely something i'd tell him if he saw it to pick up like i can't say i'm gonna grab one because it's not my cup of tea but any friend that i have that's into that kind of stuff i would definitely say like i, I think this is worth visiting and exploring it, it, you're probably gonna like it a lot yeah, and where I fall on these, I think Hill Rock has done a very good job at making their stuff look classy. This square-shaped bottle, yes, it makes it a little awkward to pour from sometimes with this square-shaped bottle, but it looks really good on the shelf. You know, So from a marketing standpoint, it looks classy as hell. I love what they've done with their packaging. 80 to 90 is a lot to ask somebody, so is 90 to 100, You know, especially for stuff that's four years old. I love the Solera. 100% that would be one of those things for me where I would love to have one on the shelf. That Solera was a, a tasty pour for sure. The malt is a little bit tougher because I think the malt is damn good. Don't get me wrong. I think it is really good. At 90 to 100 bucks, though, I think there are options from Scotland that I would probably go to more than that. But would I tell people to go ahead and buy that at a bar? Hell yeah. Are they going to enjoy it? For sure. If they want one of those things to be able to say they have an American single malt, go ahead and buy a bottle. You know, if they want a really good American single malt, I think you're going to find stuff that when you're looking for those intangibles, the age, the taste, you're going to find things cheaper in the scotch world, you know, comparatively to what they're putting out is a better value play. But is it a damn good whiskey? 100%. I got one word for you, Edwards. America. Well, I'm just thinking about ROI. So when I look at this, it's like, what's my return on investment? I think there are things, even with the Solera, it's a tough buy, but it would totally be a luxury buy for me. But I would enjoy having another bottle on the shelf. The man who decides to buy two dogs instead of one is now going to preach on ROI. Again, you act like I had a say in getting two dogs. (laughs) 
you know, I always say, what is it? Uh, admittance is the first step. <laughs> yes. And I have no shame. I told you. Now, I have not been sleeping for two weeks at this point, picking up a lot of pee and poo. Do you think I wanted? I thought we were going to stagger out the dogs. I really did. I figured we'd get one dog, train it. Six months later, it had a model to go after. So one dog kind of trained the other dog. But no, the way that things just happened to fall in line, I got two puppies at the same damn time. Bless your heart. Oh, anyways, have a good vacation, ass. Find us on Facebook <laughs> at Dad's Drink and Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drink and Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Thank you again to Hill Rock for sending the whiskey this way. Sorry it took us a little minute to get it out. As you know, they're always in our queue. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? I'm just going to asterisk this show as the first time Zeke said a Scottish product was a buy, and John was like, ah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Nashville, but yeah, we got to asterisk this one for sure. Cheers. Ciao.